The Bad and Ambitious Podcast is an unfiltered and authentic podcast where I will be discussing topics relating to self-improvement, finance, and relationships. I'm redefining what a bad bitch is, and I'm giving you the tools to be your most well-rounded and confident self. Follow me on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to podcasts. For up-to-date information and motivational content, follow my Instagram at the Bad and Ambitious Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello, baddies. Welcome back to the Bad and Ambitious Podcast. On today's episode, I have a guest and we're going to talk about redefining masculinity and high-value men. My guest is David Alexander Caldwell, but we call him Dak, and he's from Montclair, New Jersey. He's the host of the OG Big Fish podcast, so you guys should definitely give it a listen. He went to Montclair High School, and after that, he completed a postgraduate year at the Lawrenceville School. After that, he earned a scholarship to attend the College of William and Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia, and he served as the captain of the football team and graduated from the Mason School of Business with a degree in finance. After that, he played for the Indianapolis Colts, and he had a brief stint with the New York Football Giants before finishing his football career in the Canadian Football League, playing for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Currently, he works for the medical industry and sales, and he does business development, and he also recruits surgeons to work at surgery centers in New Jersey, New York, and Florida. And the topic that we're talking about is very important, and it's very long. This episode is very long, but it is very valuable, I think, to everyone, and some people may not agree with the things we talk about. Because the world is changing and we're kind of just trying to bring things back to, I would say, traditional values. And it's very, very long and I had a very long outline. So I feel like I didn't let him talk that much. But nonetheless, it was a good conversation. And for sure, I want to have him back on. Let's get into it. Hello, Dak. How are you? I always start this way. I don't know what else to say <laughs> when I introduce people. But we let's talk about how we met we wake up together in a little group for the sturdy OG check-in that's been going on since what April yeah it's been a while and I think we only missed one month which I think was May but like it's crazy to think that we've done this like for most of the year like we've woken up together with this little core group of sometimes eight at the minimum to like sometimes 15 people at the most and what we do on the check-in is we talk about topics relating to, you know, personal development. Some people have shared stories that were very personal. There have been tears. There have been laughs. And it's pretty nice to have a group of people that relate to you and who are all striving for more. So it's pretty special, I think. And it's something that not a lot of people have. And it's also cool because... There's a lot of random people. There's even babies sometimes. So <laughs> tell us how you started OG and your background. Yeah, first off, shout out to Meg for always having her kids <laughs> on the check-in. It definitely adds a, some flavor. And uh, I think it uh, checks all of us that we uh, should have started then. But it is what it is. But yeah, so OG, it's an acronym for out here getting it. It's pretty much... <sighs> It's been a journey in itself where, you know, it started off as, I guess, what you would call a brand. Some people would call it a clothing brand. Um, and it's morphed into 
pretty much just a, you know, what I look at as a culture, uh, my religion, my lifestyle. It's just what I live by. And it's, you know, out here getting it. It's overachieving, um, you know, based on society standards. It's, you know, setting one goal, accomplishing that, and then moving on to the next. And I guess if I could capture it in as little words as possible, I would just say it's about maximizing your potential. Mm -hmm. And also with Garrett's Sturdy, it's also the same thing. So it's pretty cool. It's also cool that there have been people around the world like we have people sometimes checking in from like Pakistan and I've checked in being in Colombia and stuff. So anyone else is open to join if they want, we can, if you want to reach out, we'll send you the link. So today we're going to talk about masculinity and what makes a high value man according to our terms, because of course, you know, there's other communities that define it differently. But since I want to redefine what a bad bitch is, (laughs) I want to redefine what, I guess the male equivalent is to a bad bitch. And I feel like there can't be one without the other, you know, and we're all meant to in a way like, you know, reproduce, have kids and fall in love and all that. And like bad bitches need high value men who have BDE. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure we'll dive into that. Yeah. So I think it's important (laughs) to talk about because a lot of men, and women, of course, are wounded and they respond to the opposite gender in like a very hurtful way. And we're just repeating the cycle of trauma. And a lot of women and men don't know what it means to be a man because in society, I mean, if you look anywhere, you see the traditional value of a man kind of being stripped. And what I like about you and Garrett and the guys on the group is that you guys are manly to me mm-hmm. and you guys are all different, but you guys show up in different ways. But at the end of the day, like you guys are all good men that I would say that I can look up to. And that's kind of rare. And I think for a lot of men growing up, you know, as a young boy, like, you know, their homes without fathers, the mother has to play both roles for the most part, and we see that as an example. And a lot of women are taught to be super independent. They're taught to not need a man, and they respond to men by having little girl girl energy, and they don't know how to receive a real man. So this is meant to kind of teach women to step it up for themselves and also to know how to deal with, like, a real man because it takes – a certain type of girl to actually in a way like nurture a man who's a real man you know Mm -hmm. like a leader a provider a man who protects and there's a lot of disconnect in relationships and I feel like I just want people to be better and do better for each other and for their partners and there's definitely a lack of awareness in the roles we play in society and I know There are people that probably won't agree with us, but for us, I think we both agree that there are roles that we play in society. And of course, you can, it's not like black and white, you know, obviously things can be made to adapt in certain situations. It's not always like the same thing. Like women shouldn't always just cook and clean and men shouldn't always just like work, you know what I mean? But for the most part, there are things that women 
we have in ourselves that we should nurture because it's in our nature and that men have that as well. And I feel like there's just like a blurred line in society lately. So we just want to talk about manly men and like what it takes to be an actual man. Yeah, 100%. It's uh, there's there's no real definition, I would say, out there right now. We've gotten away from it. You know, it's not a uh, whether it's society or anybody else, you know, putting their definitions on it. Uh, we seem to be kind of a lost group of people. And you talked about it yourself with the roles. I think that defining those roles and they can vary for whatever relationship, but at least having um, defined roles, at least it gives you kind of that foundation of what a man should be. And then we can kind of build out and kind of, I guess, uh, customize it to your liking from there. Yeah. So since we're talking about redefining what a male like a masculine male is, what's your definition of a bad bitch? I'm going to be honest. If it wasn't for you, <laughs> um, I would definitely be turned off by the by the term. I, and I'll tell you why. Um, but obviously getting to know you, uh, understanding more about you and how you define, you know, a bad bitch, it's, uh, it, it's I, I guess, opened my eyes to it. And I, I'll tell you why. Um, whenever I hear you know, bad bitch uh, out in society, whether it's songs or anything else like that. And I think about a lot of my homegirls that I grew up with, um, still cool with now. I see it almost as more of a masculine role. And I see it not necessarily as something where I want to bash women for, but more so a reflection of a lot of our men to the point where um, I feel like we've We've neglected, we just haven't fulfilled that particular role as a leader. And I feel like it causes um, now women to, you know, come out and more so be like, hey, I'm a bad bitch. I'm a bad bitch where that doesn't seem too masculine. I mean, that doesn't seem too feminine um, to me. Um, and me as a man, I don't want a masculine partner, but I totally understand the dynamics and why things have caused it to be that way. But to me, before, I guess I would define a bad bitch, a quote unquote bad bitch is somebody that I wouldn't even want to deal with, to be totally honest. Um, but now um, I've opened my eyes up to, you know, obviously a new understanding of it as it pertains to how you describe it. Um, but I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more and, I, and I'll elaborate on, you know, wh why I'm saying, you know, exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So the point of the podcast is, of course, to redefine what it is and Although I do love the City Girls and I love, you know, Megan Thee Stallion Ugh. and Cardi B. To be honest, I fucking love them. <laughs> but they definitely don't portray what I represent as a bad bitch. Some things, yes. Like sometimes that music for sure makes me feel very confident because before we didn't have female rappers that kind of were throwing it back at the men with like the shit that the rappers would say, you know, to us. And a lot of these you know, women have money, they make their own money, you know, and they are fulfilling that role that wasn't there in the past. And of course, there's a thing that people are against, which is like, they're bad examples to women. But I just feel like people just because someone exists in society doesn't mean you have to copy them or look up to them. Like you should look up to yourself, you know, you should be the example for other people. And for me, a bad bitch is someone who has their money right, 
a woman who makes her own money and doesn't depend on a man. Yes, I believe that women do need men. Men need women. But a woman should come forward with, like, her own shit. And she should be confident. She should, you know, be a good person. She should not be desperate for a man and be strong. She can be independent, but not to the point where, you know, if a man steps in, that she's not going to let him be a man. And women need to know when to step back and let the man, you know, take the role that she had to kind of overcompensate for. So let's talk about signs of a weak man. And because I think it's good to identify what that even means. So if a man is listening to this, he can realize that like, oh, shit, like I need to step it up. Or if a woman is like dating these types of men, she needs to hopefully look elsewhere and it's never anyone's job to fix anyone, but it's important to recognize, you know, red flags in people and avoid heartbreak in the future because I think, like, a lot of men who can't be masculine, there's just a lot of lack that I think a bad bitch needs. So, signs of weak man would include avoids responsibility, can't accept responsibility, needs outside validation, especially from women, can't stand on his word, doesn't follow through, out of shape. Real men make themselves a priority. And I think a lot of women, I've heard this before from my male friends and even some friends of mine, like they are like so threatened that men are in shape, but because it gives them like the excuse like that they don't want to work on themselves. And I think men should be fit as women should be fit too, but I see shit as, like, I want to be protected. I'm short as fuck. Like, I can't fight. You know what I mean? Like, I need a man to be able to handle shit if, you know, shit pops off. Like, I can't fucking fight. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) another sign of a weak man is that he talks down to others rather than treat everyone with respect. They have no plans. They're broke. They're entitled to respect just for being a man. They get into fights all the time and can't regulate emotions doesn't take care of his family, lacks initiative, lacks self-awareness. And to identify a high-value and well-rounded masculine man, number one for me personally is that a man has a purpose. I want to know if they have a vision and is he working toward it. Not just a man who has dreams and just talks and talks and talks about all these dreams, but doesn't, you know, take that plan and make it into actually something that's going to happen in the future or today. I identify a high-value man as a man who can provide and protect. They can lead the household or a job. It's just, to me, human nature. Um, They also make women feel emotionally and physically safe and secure. That's where toxic masculinity comes into the picture. Men should be vulnerable within themselves and their emotions And they should be able to admit when they are at fault and what they need to work on. And if they can't open up, I feel like I can't open up. And men definitely should be allowed to cry. Definitely not, like, to the point where they are uncontrollably, like, sobbing all the fucking time. But, like, at the same time, a lot of women are very emotional and they need to also handle that shit. But a man... Men don't realize that anger frustration, and those types of things are emotions. Like, women were seen as over-emotional, but men, they're not really seen as emotional, even though a lot of them are, like, very freaking angry. And 
I admire emotional maturity in a man, empathy, aware of his pain and does something productive about it. A well-rounded masculine man also is confident but humble. For me, I feel like men with low self-esteem are a huge red flag, and even in women. I mean, of course, these things can be interpreted, you know, there's an equivalent for women, but I think that happiness is your own responsibility, and you should work toward having internal validation and not having to get validation from others. Men who care about their health, I know a lot of men neglect that, but ultimately health is the most important thing because if you're not healthy, like the fuck, you might die like soon. And I really admire when men have like a mind and body connection, spirituality, and their looks aren't just about like being hot. It's like about being active and being healthy and wanting more for themselves. And I like men who set the example and standards for themselves and they're willing to be alone even though other people might not agree with them. They have integrity and they're not easily influenced. They're receptive to feedback and they're willing to listen and open to grow. A lot of women can offer good feedback. Obviously, we work differently. So sometimes women, we can see things differently. We can help men when they're very logical. We see things as more emotional, but we should definitely meet in the middle and, you know, be able to have a healthy conversation back and forth. Mm -hmm. I think that men should be reliable. Like that's one to me is like, are you actually going to be there? You know, a lot of men, they work a lot, but like when you need to be there in the present, like, are you there? And do they say, do they do what they say they were going to do? And I, as even like a bad bitch, like anyone who's like high value, whatever, like you're very selective. And a lot of men think it's cute to brag about getting bitches, but half of these bitches aren't even shit. You know what I mean? It's like, you don't even have, if you legit like had bitches, no one would have to know about it because people would just know, you know what I mean? You don't have to prove it. And I think that men should know how to do certain things that are considered manly, like change a tire, tie a tie. And those are just things for me, like I look to men to know how to do. And it comes to a point where like maybe if you weren't taught about something, you should look it up. In the same way, like a woman should know how to do certain things. Men should know how to do those things that everyone's going to look for for you to do. And in some ways, there is a double standard because, like, cleaning, women can just pay someone to clean. But I would feel uncomfortable if I had a man and, like, he paid someone else to, like, handle something that he could just do himself, you know? And I think a lot of men do operate best when they get validation for those things that they're able to provide. Like, acts of service is what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say. And I feel like we look to men to solve problems and i feel like if a man can't figure it out it becomes a sort of a problem especially like i don't know maybe for me but i feel like if there's an issue like i look up to the men to like figure it out you know what i mean absolutely so how do you define masculinity for yourself ah so my definition of masculinity Mm. Uh, definitely a protector um, provider, um, a leader, and one that 
definitely I feel is crucial is the ability to adapt. And that adaptability is key because you never know what's going to happen. You know, life, there's ups and downs. You know, things are never just moving in a steady line. And the ability to adapt to any situation so that you can protect, provide, and lead to me, that's a that's that's very important. So I, I would define it based on all three of those with adaptability. Um, so being able to protect, being able to provide, being able to lead, and being able to adapt to whatever environment or situation that I'm in, so I can do the previous three things. Mm-hmm. And how do you protect? Because I feel like we should talk about that. Like mm-hmm. protecting can be you know in a lot of different ways. I think protecting can be obviously, you know, physically, um, you know, making sure that, you know, just me personally, I think that there's something just in men. I want to be the strongest person. I want to be the most in shape. I want to be the person that um, has physical attributes that um, make me not have to get into certain situations, to be totally honest. I think that's a form of protecting. Um, If you walk around here and you're just looking weak and sloppy and you're with your girl, you are more vulnerable. You know, mm-hmm. it is what it is. You are more likely to get picked on. You're more likely to have somebody start an issue with you, disrespect you, disrespect your girl, disrespect your family. So that goes without saying. You should be physically fit. But one that may also be neglected is the mental aspect of it. Uh, you know, knowing how to move in different situations. I think those are very key. Uh, just the, just that ability to um, be able to gauge, to pay attention to a situation to maybe see something going wrong before it even happens. I think those are uh, very important. So the physical, the mental, um, and then financially, you know, that's a huge one. Being able to protect financially, you know, when you have certain finances in order, you're able to live in a certain situation, uh, live in a certain um, environment that may not be as dangerous as another one. You're able to uh, have a driver, maybe you're able to, you know, have, I don't know if you get to a certain level of security, um, all these different things. So they all play a role, whether it's a physical, mental or financial standpoint, just to make sure that I'm pr- putting my family, putting my significant other um, in the best possible position to be safe and um, be provided and be protected for. So that's yeah, how- I think that when men don't have that drive, that to me is just like the biggest turnoff. Like I think men are men and this probably like people might cancel us for this just whole fucking conversation, but these are just our personal beliefs. And of course everyone should find people that they align with. But for me, like broke men are a red flag because men should, everyone should want to make money. Mm-hmm. And I think when, you know, you have a family, like, I think women should work, you know, if they have like, whatever, why the fuck not? Like women should work if they want to and they should grind too and they should make as much money as possible. And I think that is a good thing. Like, why not? You know, I think women shouldn't rely on a man for money. There should always be like a backup. But anyways, so if a man is broke, women- I have a question for you on that too. What? I have a question for you on that. Okay. Well, okay. So men who are broke, we live in America. It is very easy to make money if you wanted to, if you figured it out, if you, you know, did trial and error, 
there's just more opportunities in this country. And I think being broke as a man, if you have a family, is a red flag. Because it's like the woman, do you really expect the woman to be working as a mother? Because that is a, a job to provide for the kids, like, in the physical and, like, make sure the household is all set. But, like, for her, you expect her to, like, work and take care of the household and everything to be fine. And then the man is just not grinding. Like, everyone should be grinding in their own respective roles, in my opinion. Yeah. You shouldn't have to rely on two incomes, in a way, or, like, live within your means. Because I feel like a lot of people in America, that's the problem with America. Like, everyone's trying to keep up with their neighbor and spending so much money on dumb shit and they're just becoming broke Mm -hmm. but i feel like men like men should want more for themselves men should want more for their families and i just don't i just think like men should find ways to make money yeah being broke there's nothing manly about being broke at all Uh, and it's like Men, okay, you can date if you're broke, but, like, do shit within your means. Like, there are definitely ways to do things on a budget for sure. But men, if you're looking for, like, a serious relationship, like, you shouldn't really be out here looking for women and, like, taking them out on dates if, like, your credit score is, like, 300. And You shouldn't be dating at all. Exactly. (laughs) So, like, get your shit right first, you know? Like, stop worrying about all these bitches and it's kind of like leaving these girls with empty promises. 100%. It's, it's like false marketing. It's like getting catfished. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's so easy now, you know, on Instagram to just throw up a picture, you know, flashing your, your, your check that you just made for the last two weeks that you know needs to go to bills and acting as if you can just splurge on it. Uh, maybe taking a picture next to a fancy car, you know, whatever it may be. We see it all the time. People trying to fake it till they make it. And um, do so much damn faking that they never end up making it. So there's there's absolutely, um, I think I think an honest. There needs to be some type of uh, transparency and just honesty within yourself first, uh, because there's if you're broke, okay, but just understand that um, that is a problem and that you need to come out of that. And I don't see any reason why you should be entertaining women um, if you're broke. You know that should be money that you invest in yourself to get out of that hole that you're in. Um, it should be time, effort, and energy invested the same way. So I don't see how you have time or money to take a woman out and to entertain a woman and to, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, what, what did they used to call it uh, that you had to do? Court a woman. See, we got to get back to courting. I forgot the word. But how can you do that if you're broke? It's impossible. It's yeah. irresponsible. <laughs> For sure. And a lot of women, men, it's like the men with without money who complain about women using them for money. And yes, a lot of women do take advantage for sure. And like those girls are like, I don't approve of that. But women want to know that you can provide. And I think it makes sense because it's like if, you know, you're you get pregnant. Who the fuck is going to take care of the baby if you're working, if you're both working, Mm -hmm. you know? To the extent where it's like you both want to like make a lot of money. Something has to give. Yes, of course, women can work and be amazing moms. I'm not trying to say that they can't. But, you know, women, at some point, they need to like be at home. Mm-hmm. If they choose to do so. 
Yeah, I, I would. Um, <sighs> this is gonna get a lot of a lot of these women, these working women, mad at me. But um, I, I'm not sure that when it comes to like, I understand that there's exceptions, but my rule would be just as far as how I would want my life. It's it's very hard to be an amazing mom, in my opinion, um, and work just because you know my mom worked, but I think my mom is an exception. And I think anybody who's met my mom would say the same. However, I, I think that it's it's very hard to give your child to school for six hours and then maybe extracurricular activities for another two. And then you be with them for a couple hours at night when you're finishing up your work, you know, still trying to, you know, complete your wifely duties. Um, it, it's hard, you know, it'd be very hard to where in what would be ideal for me is, you know, my, my wife finding more, um, not necessarily pleasure, but more uh, fulfillment in being a mother than accomplishing anything that she could on the job. Um, you know, if she's going to, she's going to be running something. I want her to run our family business. Like that's what would be ideal for me. And I, I want to homeschool my kids. I want to be around my kids. Um, it's very hard for, especially in the society, which is why we're having this conversation to feel comfortable sending my kids off for somebody else to raise them. But mm-hmm. you know, that's just, that's just my personal opinion. Yeah, no, I feel that too. Cause I used to think like, I'm definitely going to have my kids in public school, but the shit they're teaching them, I'm like, nah, fuck that. Like, yeah, I don't know. it's wild. Yeah, I don't know where I'll be at. But I definitely do think that women, if they, women ultimately, I think, have the choice. Like, if they want to work, great. But there needs to be a conversation about who's going to take responsibility of, like, the kid, you know? And mm-hmm. also, let's not forget that women and men, they need to be good spouses, too. Like, how can you play three freaking roles be a good-ass wife, be a good-ass mom, and be, like, the top of the top at a job. Mm-hmm. There's, like, no way. And then be happy, you know? And, like, you know, prioritize yourself as a woman by making sure your shit's together and your mental health is together. So something has to give. And women, if they have... For me, like, I have a career, you know? Like, I like my career. Mm-hmm. But I want the freedom to work... Like, the money that I would make, hopefully, is, like, extra, you know, for like the kids or for like little shit here and there. But I definitely think that the major financial role should be like of the man. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of like men need that. Like they need to feel like important, maybe because that's how they were brought up or what. But imagine if a woman's working the whole time and like the man's at home, like, I don't know. I just wouldn't want to like make a man feel comfortable with that and then right they know. lose their purpose like exactly you would lose your purpose doing something like that it's it's almost as if like on any team you know in any sport you you do your role but what ends up causing stuff to fail is when you try to complete that person's role and the other person's role and then what are they doing you know now they're not able to fulfill their role so it's, um, you know, I think purposes, like you said, need to be identified in the beginning. So that way it's very clear, um, no matter what they are, no matter what balance you and your significant other 
you know, have or decide to go forward with. It just needs to be very clear and um, understood by both parties. Yeah. So I also want to ask you about like the pressure. Like, do you feel like being manly is a negative and toxic thing? Because that's what people bring up now, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if I agree with or not. But I do think that there is some form of toxic masculinity, but there's also they're trying to push it men to be kind of feminine. And I don't agree with that. Yeah. See, toxic masculinity, it's funny. Uh, it's one of those, I got into a huge back and forth debate on, on Clubhouse, the one and only Clubhouse that I did, and then I got off. But toxic masculinity, I think it's like the, the silliest shit that I've ever heard us embrace because it, it, it makes no sense. So on one end, you know, we complain about men not being men. You know, men not fulfilling their roles, which is why, you know, when I talk to a lot of women, they say, well, because the lack of men being men, we've had to take on a more masculine role. Mm-hmm. So when you hear toxic masculinity, which is, you know, an agenda that's being pushed to try to emasculate men and saying that men are, you know, too tough and that you need, you can cry and you could do all this stuff, which is cool. But it, it's like medicine is good for different people. So telling the most manly, you know, brute guy, you know, hey, you know, you need to be a little softer. That's one thing. But when you tell a group of men that has already been pushed by society to be weak, soft, just pansies, like when you tell them now, oh, it's okay to cry, it's going to have a different effect on them. So I always look at the effects of these different agendas that are being pushed. So Toxic masculinity, which is saying that men are too masculine, that's the opposite of the direction that they're actually going in. Like we complain about men being weak. So if anything, if we are going to say toxic masculinity is real, then it's the lack of masculinity that makes it so toxic because we just went over what true masculinity is. I think we both can agree on that there's not a lot of men out here that are fulfilling that role that you're meeting when you're, you know, dating or just interacting. If anything, it's the opposite. It's the fact that men are soft. Men are allowing um, their women to make uh, to to go out there and out hustle them. When you go to the gym, I see more women getting after it than men. I see more women there just in general, especially between the ages of 20 and 35. I see more women. I see more women that are more passionate about their goals, all these other things, while men are just babied and soft and just feel that they can just get by and still chase their childhood dreams of becoming a rapper or a football player, basketball player when you're 35. And it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just a lot of childish activity that I see. So that's how I look at toxic masculinity. I think we should definitely allow men to cry. Cause I think men didn't have that option, I guess, like before, but with you and like your friends, like, do you feel like you can open up to people about it? Do you just suck it up? Do you have people you can talk to, like your family or like, how do you deal with your emotions? Because women, we can cry to anyone and it's not seen as bad. Yeah. Like, I guess I grew up like nobody. I didn't need anybody to tell me that it's okay to cry. Like I'll get pissed off after a game, you know, and, you know, have tears of rage or anything like that. My dad was very. Um, he, he had a certain level of 
emotional intelligence, I would say, or openness to where um, he was very like, I didn't grow up where it's just like, you don't do that. Like you can't express this. You can't express that. It was, it was always fun. But to me, it's one of those same things that just goes over the top. Like we are too soft. And then we're telling people that they can cry. And we, we live in a society right now where we throw all these labels on people where it's okay to throw all the mental health labels like, oh, this person's depressed, this person um, has anxiety, but then we don't put any pressure on them to actually take care of their physical health, which goes hand in hand. So to me, I always just look at the whole mental health aspect as like pharma, big pharma trying to push these pills out on people, whether it's in school with saying, you know, this kid has ADD because he doesn't learn the particular way that that teacher in that school teaches or saying that this person is um, manic or this person has depression or anxiety. Like we throw this stuff on our kids and our kids are so soft right now. And even our adults are so soft right now that they kind of accept those labels. And it's really, bro, just stop acting like a pussy and just get to it. Like, like, but, but we have this weak ass society that, like I said, emasculates us to the point where these labels, they just get thrown around and we just accept them. Like, bro, you had a bad day. Get over it. Like, like you're not supposed to cry over every little situation that you're going through. You had a bad day. You get through it in sports. That's what we learn the same way as in life. So I have a huge problem with all the labels. And, you know, when I, I guess maybe I'm a little bit privileged from a stance because I have a support system where I can reach out to my brother and be transparent. I can reach out to my parents. Um, I, I can reach out to friends. So I never felt that that was even a thing that I couldn't do. Mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense because i think a lot of it's good that you had that as an option but i would see how a lot of men don't have that mm -hmm. so but of course like i can't speak for them mm -hmm. i can't speak for yeah. men and i can't speak for them but i'm glad that you have that and you are a manly man and like if you needed to cry like you don't feel like you're you don't have shame mm -hmm. so to and, talk and, and can i add one more thing there because yeah. i think that it's a lot of this stuff is based on who you see, who you look up to, who you set as your role model. And you're right. A lot of men may not have had the support system that I have. But when you look back at like the old TV shows, I always look at this where there were fathers like Family Matters, Fresh Prince, you, you Full House, like you name all these different shows across the board. They had fathers that were very, you know, I felt like understood and expressed their emotions. You know, they, there was never these, like, it wasn't like just a bunch of, what's the show? Is it Al Bundy or, you know, the guy, like that wasn't the majority of people, but it's almost like we act like that is the majority. And I feel like now we've just gotten to a point where our role models are just screwed up. Like we just look up to rappers and entertainers and stuff like that to where now it's, it's kind of skewed or impacted us in just such a negative way um, to now maybe Call, like like looking at that rap culture you could say like yeah toxic masculinity because all they're talking about is fucking mad bitches um you know doing all types of stuff getting a bunch of girls like that's toxic you know what i mean but mm -hmm. it's it, I, I don't know like to me i just see that as just like a weakness because um men just are looking in the wrong direction they know what's right they know what's wrong but you know they just kind of do what they think is cool because they're just scared to you know stand up as a man that goes with 
not having good values at home because I listen to that music. That's most of the music I listen to. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I need to get like a BBL. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Oh, let's talk about it. Let's talk (laughs) about it. it. It's so funny. We talk about mental health, right? And we talk about men being toxic um, with their masculinity. We talk about, oh, men, we need, you need to be more vulnerable. You need to be more this. And we throw these labels on them. But for whatever reason, when it comes to these BBLs, you have a mental health issue. If you go under and get a BBL, which is one of the most dangerous surgeries that you can get, don't quote me on this, but I heard it's just as dangerous no, as a, a heart transplant. Yeah. Right? And you decide to do this to alter your body. You have a mental health issue, in my opinion. But I don't ever hear anybody coming out and 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 it's a phenomenon with these BBLs, especially down in Miami. Um, you see them all the time, but we don't. I don't ever hear anybody calling that out as a mental health issue, which just goes to my point of society. Just you know, they just choose. They just pick and choose who they want to target, and men have been the target of that. And it's just operation like emasculate all men so we can just have like this genderless population. And I'm not with any of that. I just think that men think that they know what women want and vice versa. Like women probably think that men want, I mean, I'm sure, yeah, there are men that, why would you not want a girl with a big ass and big titties? You know what I mean? Like, why not? You know, and like yeah. for the opposite, why wouldn't you want a man, I guess, with money? But there's things that come with that. And a lot of that comes from outside validation, like for women's bodies, that's validation. That's kind of, it's going to end one day. Like it's weird. I think if eventually when you're like 65 with like a huge ass, it like makes no sense. I wonder what's going to happen with the women in the future, but there definitely are pressures, I think on both ends, but everyone has free will to decide if they want to be affected by that. Like, do you want to follow society? I maybe because of the way I grew up and, you know, I grew up kind of before social media kind of became a thing that I didn't have those pressures. But Gen Z, like they live in a different universe, you know, like, but I think for me, like I never allowed the music to influence me. I only took the good out of it. Like I took the confidence out of it. I took the like, you know, you're that bitch, like, why not? Because I do feel like I'm that bitch. And not everyone, like we say in the check-in, like, not everyone's going to make it. Like, not everyone is going to succeed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And people shouldn't let society guide them. Like, have your own values. And a lot of times, people don't have those values. The reason why they want validation from women, you know, fuck bitches get money and whatnot is because they don't have, like, Two people at home, like their parents, that tell them what is a good person and what's not a good person. They don't have that example, which I think is the point. Like these women don't have the example of maybe a healthy woman as a mother who doesn't need to have surgeries and all that to get validation from a man. You know, she gets attention from being who she is as a person you know, enhancing her natural beauty and being a good woman and, you know, vice versa. Like men don't have that example of, okay, well, yeah, you can listen to this music, but at the end of the day, you know, they don't have like a good father at home that comes home and like appreciates the mom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a big happy family. I don't think that's part of the problem. Like we don't have that. 
Yeah. And and both sides, it almost seems as if, you know, men, I feel like men are very clear on what a woman wants in a man, you know, whether or not they're willing to live up to those standards, they know, you know, we know, come on now, it's not that complicated. And okay, wait, but what, from, let's talk about it. What do you think a woman wants? A man to protect, provide, lead, and have the ability to adapt. Yes. But I think there's also little things sprinkled in that I think differentiate. I think from like, if you're in love with someone, you know what I mean? Like, do you care about that person? Like, do you, are you kind? Those are things I think men sometimes miss the mark because they're trying to be all manly and whatever, but they like miss the emotional part that women need. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and see, I put that into to leadership. See, I, I look at that when one of the qualities in a leader is understanding exactly the team that you're leading and being able to communicate effectively with them, um, being able to make them feel good. Like these are all the things that a true leader does. And I also would say that I think what women want in their 20s or what they think they want becomes a lot different um, as they grow older. And I think a lot of that is based on um, society's impact. I think society uplifts women more for, you know, making monetary gains or climbing the ladder at work rather than raising an amazing family. Mm-hmm. But I think as women get older, when you realize that you don't want to put in these same hours in your 40s that you put in when you were 20, you don't want to, you know, just come home and, you know, be so tired from work. And I just don't think that I think it's just all just based on society's influence. Um, But I do think that it's very clear if you took the and you're right, there are, you know, intangibles um, outside of the areas that I named or within those areas that are going to be particular to, um, you know, certain women. But I think overall, there's a reason why, whether it's high school, middle school, in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s and 50s. Most women want the same small group of men, the same small group of men. And it's because it's very clear on it. it, Most women want the same things. Yeah. And I think you can say it vice versa. I think a lot of people are kind of just blinded by looks. And I mean, I am a victim to that, too. Mm -hmm. You know, like women want supposedly right, like a six foot man Mm -hmm. who makes money whatever whatever and men you know i just feel like we like fake want those things you know what i mean yeah like yeah it would be nice society yeah it's based on society what what has always looked cool you know it's it's what what society deems successful you know so i guess it does go both ways um i i when it comes to men what do you think as far as what, what do you think men want in women Okay, I think <laughs> that men want peace. Like, I've heard this a million times. You said this last time. Mm-hmm. I know men want peace. Like, men, if you're a real man, like, you grew up. Like, you're not, like, 25. You're over that shit. You know what I mean? You want to come home to peace. Like, hopefully, if you're a real man, like, you grind all day at work. You work long hours. You want to come home to, like, a good, 
cooked meal or takeout, whatever, you know, whatever the girl can do. But you want to be like loved on, like you want a place to feel in your own way safe to come home to and like relaxed. And as women want, you know, some burdens taken off for ourselves, like having to be independent, do shit on our own, whatever. Like you guys want things that, I mean, it sounds kind of weird. Like the things that like your mom would probably do for you, like the cute yeah. stuff and the things like you can't get from other men, you know, like you guys do want us to listen to you guys. You guys aren't going to vent to us in the same way that you would vent to like your male friends. Mm-hmm. And I think men do want, a girl that looks good by his side, like physically for sure. Like why the fuck not? But also you guys want like someone that can support you in your dreams. And you guys want to be trusted that we trust like your vision and that you don't have to worry about us not believing in you or not being like your support system. Cause I think men do need that men need it just not that they need it, but like it's helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that obviously you would benefit from dating a person who doesn't believe in your vision because then what the fuck? Like, if she doesn't believe it, then like, what are you doing it for? You know, mm-hmm. I feel like there is a disconnect between like what society, like we said, we should want for each other. But I think that you guys just want peace at the end of the day and like to be happy, like to have. Someone who, if they do want kids, like, someone that can, you can leave alone and, like, you know your kids are going to be raised fine. Mm-hmm. And I think people need to think about this because a lot of people have children with people that they wouldn't want their kids to grow up like. Mm. People need to be very selective in their partners and in who they allow into their life because it can turn into something serious and a lot of people get stuck and in that, like people, you know, more broken homes, you know, it becomes a cycle. So am I right about that? Y'all want peace? <laughs> now nah, we definitely, yeah, you definitely want peace. Um, you know, peace, um, you know, almost my equal opposite. You know, I guess there's a reason why they say opposites attract. Mm-hmm. You know, the more I'm out here, you know, attacking the world you know, I don't want somebody who has the same ambition to attack the world, let's say to go into the city, go into Manhattan, go grow the business, go grow this business. I don't really want that. You know, um, you know, I want somebody that is going to, you know, be able to be my opposite. Like you said, you know, when I come home, you know, make me feel like take the edge off of me. Like I just went to war out there all day. Like, <laughs> we can't both come home and we just both went to war. I don't even want my wife, you know, even, you know, my future wife, I don't even want her having a deal with just, you know, going out there and, and just dealing with everything that, you know, you have to deal with when you're growing business and just different things like that. Um, So I I think it's definitely peace. Uh, I think that uh, I, I don't know if, if most women understand what that is or care what that is, Um, but, but yeah, it's, you know, it's gotten to the point, I guess, where, um, you know, like you said, the roles are just all over the place to where I, I, you know, you talked about the BBLs, you know, people will put their life at risk to look a certain way when, to be totally honest, that piece is, 
somewhere at the top of the list. Of course, we all want somebody that, you know, is attract that we're attracted to. However, you know, the older and I think the more mature we get, you know, that peace becomes, you know, pretty important and it can even impact just your mindset, your demeanor, you know, how, you know, soft you are and feminine you are, that impacts your looks in a lot of ways. Like, I don't know how, but it just does. But I think you're spot on as far as, you know, what men are looking for. Um, I don't think that most women are either spot on like you are, or just, I don't think that most women care, but to be fair, um, shit, I guess a lot of men don't care because a lot of men aren't, you know, fulfilling our end as well. So it's, it's just the downtime for us, I guess. Yeah, that's why I think it's important to have these conversations because, yeah, like I do preach for women having their shit together. But there's a certain point where, you know, I don't want to be alone forever. Like it's fucking depressing, like, you know, and there has to be a time where, you know, you're going to find a wife. I'm going to find a husband. And it's like we need to figure out like, okay, you do this. I do that. Whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like it can't be, yeah, we're, we can't both be grinding. Like my plan in the future is to, I'm going to be an an architect. I'm going to work on my time. Cause I think for also a lot of men, it's weird. I think if you're like a real, like alpha male, whatever to like have your wife have to report to someone. Uh, Yeah. That's and have to like ask for days off when like your kid is sick and, like, what the fuck? Like, I'm already on that point where I'm just like, ew. Like, I have to ask to, like, go outside for, like, 30 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm gone for an hour, you know, I just don't already like that. So imagine when, like, you have kids. Like, I can't even fathom, like, having to report to someone. Yeah, like, that's what I that's what I meant. And I hope I expressed it um, the right way. But when I said when I'm out there, you know, throughout the day, you know, just attacking life, um, you know, I, I don't want my wife to have to deal with that. You know, I just don't even want her to have to even deal with having a boss. Like that just doesn't even sound right. Like my wife coming home and and talking about her boss, <laughs> especially if it's a guy like that just would rub me the wrong way. Like I wouldn't even feel like a man, to be totally honest. And I know that, you know, certain guys may be listening to this and feel like, damn. So if my wife works, you know, I'm I'm not a man. I'm not saying that, but. To me, you you hit the nail on the head earlier for me when you said that people um, need to live within their means or below their means. And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of us can live on one salary um, if, if we live below our means and if everybody's playing their role. Because to be totally honest, if your wife's not working, she's going to have so many different roles that she can help you grow as a man and that's business wise and in every other area of life, she's going to be able to be that support system. Um, you know, without getting too personal, you know, my, um, my significant other, my girl, she's, she's an executive assistant. That's so weird to me where in my day-to-day business, I need an assistant, you know, but then I may ask her for something, but she has an obligation right now to her work. So unless I'm ready to tell her, like, all right, quit your job and we'll be good financially, then I can't really say something. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and and that's the thing with, you have to, you got to figure it out, but it's still, you know, I just feel like women are so dope in certain roles. And I think that a lot of times women just see, like, unless they're the ones out there grinding and making money, they see their quote unquote role as a support role 
just to the man where they're not really excited about that, but not understanding like, yo, that is the most powerful position that you can have. Like you're, you're raising a family, you're literally raising our kids and you're helping, you know, with our family business, doing all these types of things. Like those are things that only women can do. You know what I mean? Like those are the things that we can't compete with y'all at. Yeah, for sure. But I think that also like speaking for me, myself and I like because I do have a career that I worked for. Some people don't have that. So it's different. But like, Mm -hmm. I just want to work on my terms, you know, like I do still Mm -hmm. want to have the opportunity there in the future, you know, because I did work for that. That is my passion. But I just don't think that it should be in a way that I should be obligated to work like 40 hours. I would for sure myself, like I would work part time you know, or something, but it's like men need to realize that, okay, if I want to support a family, I need to make sure I'm making money. Like, and whatever, maybe they don't know how figure it out. Men. I feel like we figure things out for certain things. Y'all figure it out for money and like other shit, you know, Mm -hmm. for the betterment of like your family, like as a partnership and as the head of the household, because also like women, I feel like we're not meant to like work too hard. Like how are we supposed to be like happy and like be there for the man supporting him? If like we're fucking stressed, if there's like work drama, we always have to talk shit about every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's definitely... stressful out here yeah. <laughs> already. Like women shouldn't be stressed. Yeah. That's the, th- and, and it's like, you're laughing while saying that and I'm laughing at it too, but that is 100% true. Women should not be stressed financially. Like that should be not one of the stresses on your plates. Like those, that's what I mean. Like I want to take on all that stress. Let me take on that stress to allow you to fulfill your role to the best of your ability. And I think when we're clear with responsibility, you know, and roles, it allows you to flourish in that particular role more so than us both just trying to balance in it where, you know, I do a little of this, you do a little of that. I do a little of this, you do a little of that, where it's it almost goes back to what we said before what you do most is what you do best and when you're fulfilling and focused on your role it's going to allow you to flourish and have those just exponential gains in that particular area and i think that's both for men and women yeah and i think you can appreciate what the other person's doing mm-hmm. for the family if you're able to do your own thing and not do both right right because if you know that like okay my man is like working hard for the family I'm going to do my shit 100% correct. And then you as a man would be like, all right, well, they're taking care of the household. When I come home, like I'm ha- I'm going to be fed. All my shit's going to be put together. The house is going to be clean, whatever. And you don't have to worry about coming home to like a messy ass place and a stressful environment. Yeah. it's And there's appreciation. It's though, so simple, right? On both ends. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. Um, it's yeah. definitely simple though. And I mean, I'm speaking on my experience from basically having a single mother. So, I mean, I'm very grateful for my bringing and I grew up, you know, Hispanic. So, of course, you know, there's different roles that we have, you know, we're expected of, you know, growing up and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. certain things, they work like the other day I went to a party and little things that I, I pick up on people because I'm very observant, but like. They both, a couple came and the girl in Spanish, and I don't know if like in 
you know, for other people, it's like that. I don't think white people do this shit, though. But, like, the woman is supposed to get the plate for the man. And, like, pick it up. Mm. I think that's super cute. Like, mm. people might cancel that, but it's cute. Like, why not? Like, people demonize all these things that I think are cute. Like, making a sandwich. Like, people are like, no, I'm not going to make a sandwich. Why the fuck not? Yo, damn. You know what's so crazy about you saying all this? Think about if you make a man a sandwich or if you get his plate. That man, like women have so much power in their femininity. And they and it's almost like sometimes y'all just don't use it. And y'all try to lean into more masculine power where if you just do some simple stuff for men, we are so simple. Like we are the most simple creatures. Like you literally can just check off a few different boxes for us and we feel like, yo, this is it. Like, you know, this is, if you come to me and you do something nice to me or you make my plate and you you make me a sandwich and you just make me feel like the king of my castle, like I'm gonna, like a little part of me gonna melt. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna be able to get whatever you want out of me. And it's very simple. Like that's the most, that's the most, that's where you're most powerful. You know, that's where you're just, I don't know, just, the, the, a queen, you know, moving into that goddess role when you're just fulfilling the hell out of that role. Yeah, and I think the man, you know, of course, you would appreciate it, but the man also needs to not take that shit for granted at the same time. One hundred percent, and that and that goes into, you know, a lot of the choosing process. You know, us choosing who we're who we're dealing with because, and, and even what you said from the beginning, which is understanding the roles and being clear on them from the jump. You know, because it could be. Any situation, I guess any formula, you know, or any situation could work where it could be 20% of this, 80% of this in one relationship or 60, 40, or, you know, 50, 50, whatever it may be. But as long as you're just clear in the beginning and everybody just understands the role that each is asking each other to play, I think that it can work, but just being clear on it from the jump. Yeah. I have a lot of friends that they're baddies and they work, whatever. And some of them make more money than the guy, but the guy, they don't want to cook, and the guy's fine cooking, and it works for them. You know what I mean? Does it? Yeah, they are happy. For now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to be totally honest. I'm not cool with I'm not cool with my woman making more than me. It, it, it's almost oh. like. Oh, I thought you meant about the cooking. Oh, no. I, okay. Yeah, no. I'm not cool with that. That would no. be like a woman oh, yeah. protecting. Like, I'm not cool with a woman being a better protector than me. Like, I. You know, there's just certain things that I'm just never going to be cool with. Um, you know, I would have to up my game, to be totally honest. Oh, okay. Wait, for the financial thing, I would, I, in architecture, don't make that much money, like, compared to other people. I live really well, but I know a lot of other professions make way more than me. You know, when I get my license, I think that'll be another story. But mm-hmm. architects, we don't make that much money, which is a good thing for men, because, like, they could probably... It would be, I'm being completely honest, like I would be embarrassed if a man made either my equal salary or less than me 100%. Like I just, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry because I worked for my shit and if you can't make more than me, I don't know what the fuck we're doing here. Yeah, it's just the, it's to me that throws off the dynamics of the relationship. Yeah, then, like, the woman, I would have to feel like, damn, I have to work forever. And then what about when I have kids? Then I'm going to have to be the, no, fuck that. Yeah. Like, I'm not into that shit at all. And For, imagine so, like, financially, 
Mm -hmm. I'm 100% with you about the money part. But cooking, if a guy wants to cook, that works. Like, if you know what I mean? Someone needs to fucking eat. Like, they need to, whatever. Nah, and I cook, but I think there's a difference between a guy that makes, you know, still makes more money deciding to cook and a guy who makes less money and feeling like he has to make up for making that less money and cooking. Like, there's mm, just a yeah, difference yeah. for me, but that's just me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just not cool with that because let, let's be real. People talk different. Like, you, you, you're different depending on the amount of money that you make. Um, it's just we all are. You know, we feel better when we make more money. We're more confident, all these different things. So for me, it goes beyond just the fact that she's bringing in more. But um, in my experience, I don't know, you tell me if, if this is off, but um, women, they'll talk different to you when they're making more money than you. <laughs> I don't, I've never dated a guy that has made less than me, so I don't know. But I do know people who make less than me, and I don't want to get into the specifics, uh-huh. but I would never even consider even looking at that person. Like, yeah. because I know it's not even an option. Like, what? Because, okay, for me, it's like, as a independent woman, like, let's be real. Like, I live on my own. I've lived on my own since I was, I think, 22. I travel wherever I want to travel to. I literally don't really have a budget. I, like, buy all the good food I want, like, organic as much as possible. I treat myself to anything. I buy my mom shit. Like, I just do whatever the fuck I want. But if it's... If I want to take a trip, which is very important to me, if a guy can't pay for his own trip or take me on trips... Not that, like, I really expect that, but it's, like, I can plan a trip. Like, that's value. Mm -hmm. And if it's, like, you can't even afford your own trip and I'm planning it and, like, we can't go to the same places because you're broke. Like, that's, to me, like, embarrassing. Yeah. No, I agree. It's, like, the fact that you let in with, if a guy can't pay for his own trip, I'm like, ugh. Like, that's just, that just shows you what the standard is right now. Like, you just asking for the dude to just cover his own. Exactly. Not even to cover. Yeah, and that's all I, I only ask for what I can offer. Like, I'm only, I'm not, those girls are like, want all this like material shit no like i just want you to like enjoy yourself as much as i'm gonna enjoy myself and if you can't even do that then like like i said like what are we doing here yeah and like there's also other value that like i can bring that's not financial or like monetary that you know i can bring to the table and it's like if i bring that and i have more money then I just feel like the man would probably feel intimidated. And I've gotten that shit so many times. Like, men are like, oh, like, you're fucking intimidating. I'm like, well, you're a bitch. Like, (laughs) okay, then next. Like, I don't want to hear it. Like, that's your own fucking problem. You know what I mean? Like, that's not my problem. That's your problem. And I'm not going to make myself a less of an independent woman or whatever. Take me out of my fucking independence. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can do my own shit. So show me what you bring to the fucking table. (laughs) Yeah. It's almost like a man, I guess in any relationship, like your life, both people's life should be enhanced by the partnership, right? Or by whatever you call it. 100%. So, you know, from your perspective, if you're dating a guy, your lifestyle or, you know, what is it called? Um, Just how you live, 
your standard of living should not go down based on like exactly. you, you shouldn't be able to guide it lowers the average of your standard of living like it should enhance it 100%. and i think that's the same with both and i think that's what exactly. you know, you've, you've touched on so i'm i'm right there with you yeah so like where i am right now like i've like i said i've lived alone forever and i would only move out if it's a better situation for me if i'm saving money like i'm not gonna be paying the same amount of rent to be living in like a place with the same size with two people. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Then like, then we just shouldn't live together then. If I'm not able to save money and they're not able to save money, they should come into the picture. Like, okay, these are my goals. How can you help me? How can I help you? Whatever. But it's like women, I feel like they fall in love and like, they don't see things logically and then they get screwed over and they don't think about these things that I think are very important to think about. I think you just uh, solved every single issue um, between men and women when you said that women don't think logically when it comes to choosing their partners um, and thinking emotionally. And I think, guys, we do that as well, where you know we get caught up in stuff that feels good in the moment, but we know that this ain't it. Like this is not the most positive situation that we can put ourselves in. And I think, you know, from, from a young age, this, these are probably goes, you know, like I said, it goes back to middle school and high school because, you know, there's no money there. It's just based on status. You know, who's the coolest, who's yeah. the, you know, captain of the football team, you know, that's just <laughs> what we're going off of. And we never kind of adapt to, you know, okay. Like the, the coolest person is no longer defined by who's the funniest in class or who, um, you know, uh, it scored the most touchdowns last week. You know, nobody cares about the touchdowns you scored in your flag football game. Like we're, we're trying to build a family here, you know, at the age of 30, 35, we're trying to grow something to where it changes, but we don't ever shift like the, the, the metrics based on what is cool because what is cool when we're in high school is totally different than what's cool when you're in your twenties and thirties looking for somebody to build with. At least to me it is. For sure. Yeah, of course. And I went to my high school reunion this weekend. Not that anyone there, I'm not trying to like say anything about anyone that was there. I'm just saying in general, like a lot of people peaked in high school. <laughs> That's the and word. And a lot of people like are on a decline and it's very sad, but like people 10 years have passed, but some people are probably in the same place as they were before. Yeah. And 10 years is a long time. Like a lot can happen in 10 years. And for you to like not be advanced, like that's very sad. Yeah. And I, you know, I think for the most part, like men, men can date younger women. Of course, women can date younger men, but like men, they need to get their shit together. People who are going to want them for like, legit serious things to build a family mm -hmm. and they need to have their shit together and women need to have their shit together too so yeah. let's wrap up and i want to talk about what women need for men mm -hmm. and for sure we need to know that you guys have a purpose for something i personally want to know that there's a plan like further jobs and for the relationship i guess Men need to understand and listen, like listen to comprehend, not just listen to listen. 
of course, you know, there's a lot of people that are, have been hurt before with like cheating and whatnot or just being like a bad partner, but we want men of integrity. And I think if people don't, don't really use these terms that we use, like terms that we use like on the check-in, you know, but like these should be things that we're saying more often for there to be a standard for. And women love when men do things without us having to ask, like taking the lead on certain things, but also people should communicate what they want. Men are not psychic. And we really appreciate if men protect us, like make sure that we're safe, like physically, mentally, emotionally, everything, Mm -hmm. and be emotionally mature. Because a lot of men, I think more men are more egotistical compared to women and a lot of men have pride. Sometimes that shit needs to go out the window and we need to resolve the conflict to resolve it, not just to think about who's right and who's wrong, but men, they should learn how to work through conflict in an effective way. So men and women both need to have respect for each other, vocalize their needs, their roles, expectations, strengths and weaknesses, because sometimes I'm sure you know your weaknesses. I know mine. Mm -hmm. And we need to be aware of that. Not everyone is perfect. And no no one's perfect. You know, maybe you have a strength that your partner lacks or you guys are both good at it. So you figure out, like, you know, who takes the lead in that. And both parties need to be aware of where we need to improve. Like, you can't always blame the other person. And know how to communicate effectively A lot of women, I want to point out that they have a condescending attitude toward men. And I've seen it before. I look down on that. And couples that bicker all the time, it's just not cute. And women need to stop. Because I feel like if you belittle a man, you've already crossed the line. And I feel like you can't can't come back from that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of women get that example from, like, their mothers, I guess. And I just want to cut that shit out. Like, it's not cute. Yeah. We need to learn how to trust each other and be kind to each other. Men also should learn how to be humble because a lot of men love to flex, but it's kind of like fake. And I feel like, like we said before, like we have a blind perception of what the other person wants, but like we legit, we don't care if you have like a Gucci belt, you know what I mean? Like no one wants someone who has like, they don't have shit to their name. You know what I mean? But, like, we want men to know, like, do you actually care about what actually matters? It's not just money that matters. It's not about flexing to the to the other person. It should be, you know, a healthy, I guess, form of making money. And people need to support each other. It should be a team effort, learn each other's love languages, have awareness for yourself and for other people, and check in here and there with each other because some people don't do that and people are blindsided by things that happen and then that's when like people just break up with each other out of the blue and then i just feel like people don't communicate yeah yeah communication to me is where all of this comes down to and i know you've touched on it you know i've elaborated on it and you know just based off of you setting the tone where you said people need to be clear and i think once people are clear and not only from the beginning i know i said from the beginning but continuing to have those transparent conversations, like, what do you need from me? Are you getting fulfilled? 
um, with based on what I'm bringing to the table? Is there anything that I can do more of? Is there anything that I need to do less of? And I think when both people can constantly have that conversation, then it, you're going to give yourself the best possible chance to have a more enjoyable, successful um, relationship. And it, it's like any team, you know, it's imagine being a part of a team or going into work and them telling you from the first day, like, hey, this is what we expect from you. You you ask them, um, you know, what or they tell you what they're you know going to provide on their end. And then you never talk about it for the rest of your time on the job. Like that's something that every week, you know, hey, this is what we're asking for. This is what we're asking for. Did you complete this? Hey, I need this. So that constant communication is key. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it's a good way to put it to understand. And I feel like if people are scared to vocalize their needs, that's a red flag. Either they need to work on that themselves because maybe their partner is setting it up for them to communicate, but maybe they have issues that they need to work on. But a lot of people are scared to leave. So if someone is not making you happy, if you try to work it out, if you're the only person working it out, just leave. I think people are scared to leave. They think they don't have options, but we all have options. Yeah, you have less time than you have options. So, um, definitely, if <laughs> if if you if it ain't gonna work, then move on because it, it's only going to now that's going to create a toxic relationship. You know, when both people know that this ain't it, and you kind of just still do it for whatever reason, like nobody's gonna be happy with that, and nobody's gonna be able to bring their best to each other based on that. So, yeah, exactly. And like, we're too old for that at this point. Like. We all had time to like, you know, go through that. And I hope we all learned our lessons. But I'm like, that shit is canceled in my life. Yeah, you you done molding men or thinking you can mold somebody. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with that. <laughs> all right, well, that was a really good conversation. And I hope we helped people. Hopefully we don't get canceled. <laughs> if we do, though, it may be good, you know, to shine an extra light on what we're doing. That means we're doing something good, you know, in a lot of ways. So, Yeah. Well, thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll have other conversations about this in the future. I appreciate you having me on. I hope the bad and ambitious team doesn't uh, take offense to anything that I said. But one thing that I do want to just leave out on is I, I used to be very much just blaming women. And I've come around to understand that this is something that we all just got to get on the same page with. So mm -hmm. I appreciate you having me on. Things. And yeah, I think a lot of women also blame men. We just need to stop pointing fingers, work on ourselves to be able to attract like our equal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah.